Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and on this episode, we have another awesome interview for you. We get to talk to author and homeschooling mom, Connie Albers. She's written an amazing book about parenting teens. Even if your child isn't a teenager yet, this is an episode you won't want to miss. Before we start, I want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. They are an amazing curriculum, and we would encourage you to check them out. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, our special guest is uh, from Florida, and you can see by my coat, we're not from Florida. Um, it is snowing here in northern Indiana, and even my kids who love snow are like, I want to die. Uh, so uh, we were just getting ready, to, used to all the spring weather, and Connie looked like she has a healthy summer glow, which we look pasty, but we're going to start looking sunburned in a couple months. Uh, that's so, the difference. You go from pasty to sunburned. Exactly. <laughs> then it just peels off. Exactly. Well, we are super excited to have Connie Albers with us. Um, Connie, I'm just going to let you do most of the talking. We're just going to kind of direct it along the way. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? All right. So I'm a mom of five and we homeschooled from kindergarten all the way through till we, you know, turn the tassel of the last one. They all went on to a college that is a university that's nearby and they graduated. There's a really fun story just by the fact that they all chose the same alma mater. And it was such a cool, unusual story that the University of Central Florida did a, um, a video on our family. And it's it's something families you know i encourage families to uh, to look at one because there's hope mm. and two because you see my five kids are all very different so it's called a family a uh, family of knights k-n-i-g-h-d and uh, you can find that at the university of central florida and the reason that i like directing people there is you're going to see um engineers artists uh strategists videographers i mean you're gonna see five very different little humans and as you know todd because you have a way more kids than i have that um our kids are so different so uh tom and i've been together for 36 years and we have loved the journey and fun i guess it's a fun fact i am not sure yet but we became empty nesters a week a month and a half ago that's a big i never (laughs) thought it would happen but it did Man. Well, you're so, also saying about something about a flood. What's the flood? Uh, okay, so if it sounds funny in here, I had a rec- I have a studio. However, last uh, last week when I was getting ready to go speak at a Virginia leadership conference for homeschoolers, um, I'm just I get dressed, put my shoes on, come in my office, plunking away. I got all these presentations to get ready for, and my husband comes in like seven hours later and goes, "Why is your carpet wet?" And I look at him like. Um, what do you mean? So I took my shoes off and it wasn't wet. It was squishy Squishy. between your toes. So needless to say, he cut a nice size hole in my wall to find out, oh, that's not where the water was coming from. It was coming from the other side of the wall in the bathroom. And it had been leaking for about 15 hours. So... Um, that is, uh, you should see my house. No, you shouldn't see my house. Well, it's just like a normal house, right? There's just stuff everywhere. So um, that is my flood story. And uh, nothing so... is where it should be, um, but we roll with it. It's just like mm. the nature of being a homeschool parent. Just roll with it. 
Well, yeah. one of the uh, reasons we're, we're talking with you is because you wrote a book called Parenting Beyond the Rules, Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy. Um, that sounds so wonderful because I know when parents have teenagers, they don't feel any of that. They don't feel confident. They don't feel joyful. They feel like, I mean, my wife and I were having these conversations just recently yeah. with some of her friends who are just kind of getting into the teenage years. And it feels like I have no idea. You know, I was okay with changing diapers and telling them they can't, you know, they have to go to bed now, but now it just feels out of control. What brought you to that point of, you know, writing a book on this? That's a great conversation. Uh, Tom and I worked, we always opened our home up to our friends, uh, our kids' friends, and we would host um, a Bible study in our home every week. And it was open to teens and college kids. And, and you know, Todd, the truth of the matter was for 25 years, I heard these kids talk about problems they were having, how they wish they could talk to their parents, but their parents, they can't talk to their parents because their parents ground them or take away their phones or you know, uh, fix their problems or try to fix their problems. They don't listen and they're just constantly at odds. And I, I didn't realize, Todd, all those years that I was keeping a journal of the questions of the comments and the conversations that it would lead to this. But I know that there was a conversation. I write about this in the book. This woman called me one day and we were just chatting and I asked her how things were going. She goes, I'm losing the heart of my kid. Mm. And I said, why? And she goes, I gave it away. Hmm. And I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? And that's what got me going. It was, it was like, we get so consumed with getting school done and our checklist. And I'm a checklist. I love checklists. Um, getting our checklists, getting our school subjects done, getting everybody where they have to go. You know what that's like, Todd. It's, it's like you have to have this master schedule somewhere so everybody knows where everybody's going to be at what at any given time and who's going to tag team. And probably Ben has to go pick somebody up somewhere or, you know, they're calling you saying, did you forget about me? You are kind of forgetting I'm a man, so I don't really have lists. I just kind of. <laughs> but get I bet in the car. Debbie does. Debbie oh, yes. loves Todd, lists. Did yes. you forget Debbie. this child? You're like, uh, no, I was actually um, turning around right now. Just yeah. like <laughs> I have forgotten those children. But you know, the bottom line, Todd, is it's rules are important. And when kids are little, they need them. They, they help us establish uh, calm and a sense of. of lack of chaos and order and decency. And we do want that in our home. But as our children start to grow up, we get more fearful. We're afraid that, oh no, you know, I'm running out of time or I've, I see some gaps or we have some character development or the list is endless. And we start pulling back when we should be letting go. But mm -hmm. we, we establish the rules, the limits and the boundaries. But so often <laughs> we're, we don't give ourselves permission to adjust as our kids grow. So in the book, Todd, I say, as your teens grow, we have to adjust. And I just want to give parents permission. It's okay. It's okay to pivot and it's okay to adjust because that is the, the child that you're raising has a calling and a purpose. And if we're in tune with them and we're helping to create that masterpiece that God has made and designed for them, then we don't have to be gripped by fear, fear of a, of a variety of things. We, we really can help this season be one where we're close, we're listening, they feel heard and affirmed, and we actually can enjoy the season, even even though there's 
conflicts and there's rub because they're trying to become an adult and you're like, oh, you're growing up and what if you face plant? Yeah, that mm-hmm. is a serious concern. So, I mean, you know, we talked about the rules a little bit. So, do you think there's more pressure for homeschooling moms or feel that or in homeschooling versus normal public schooling? Uh, or do you think that's just something, you know, ubiquitous across the whole board, but especially specifically in homeschooling? Ben, what a great question. I could almost ask you in a sense uh, of that. But yes and no. The, the yes is there's this need for, am I doing enough? Right. <laughs> Wait, 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 where's that manual? Am I checking the boxes? Are my kids going to thrive or fail? Are they going to make it into college or then are they not? Can they take a test or not? And some of that is self-imposed. The other part is peer pressure. You know, mm-hmm. we think kids or teenagers are the only ones that face peer pressure. Actually, we do too. Oh, we, sure. we succumb to that raised eyebrow of, oh, look at her kids or well, did you see what his kid did the other day? I'm so glad mine didn't do that. And and sometimes we do that to ourselves. And we we're trying to get a measure of I, I I know what we want. We want our kids to love the Lord. We want our kids to have great relationships with each other. And if we're not careful, that's what we can end up doing, like self-inflicted wounds mm. of expectation. So I often say, Ben, we have to manage those expectations as a mom and a dad. And and Todd, I could probably flip that and ask you, as you know, I don't, Ben, are you number what order are I'm you? I'm the like? oldest of the group so, of the eight. So you're you're thing one. So yes. you are that one that, as I tell my oldest son, we had to we had to practice on somebody. But exactly. Todd, you and I would probably both, and Debbie and my husband would probably all agree. We've changed over the years. We've we've sort of learned uh, where we can lighten up, maybe, and where we need what what matters. What's the mm. things that is going to make the biggest difference in my relationship with my children? Because you, if oh go ahead. no, do you think your perspective has changed? You know, I know. Yeah, I totally agree. My dad used to quote somebody who said, "Kids are like pancakes. You should throw the first two away." You know, because <laughs> you know those are the ones that get burned. You know, those are the ones that don't taste so good. And then you adjust the heat. You know, um, I, and I was the first one. You know, but you know, I think sometimes it seems to me, and I see that I sense this in my wife actually, that you know, it's almost like there's a default that that as soon as your child begins to show some will to exert themselves, they think we've lost them. And it just feels like it's a little strong, you know, like you've lost them. They're just saying they want to stay up another half hour. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness, your wife. Yes, absolutely. That is so true. But if we parent, and and I do talk about this, if we parent that child, you know, the one that Uh, is sweet and tender and compliant. Mm. If we parent that child the exact same way we parent that child who's a risk taker and an an adventurer and really a natural born leader, if we parent both of those children the exact same way with our rules and our limits, well, this this was so-and-so's curfew, this must be your curfew because we want everything to be fair, Mm. uh, we're really hurting ourselves and our relationships with our kids. So we have to pivot. Can I, may I show the book? Because I have an illustration. So I don't know if you can see it very well, but here's the cool part about this book. And by the way, I wish I was smart enough to, or creative enough to actually have thought about this, but I want 
all your listeners to see this and see your family. Your children are a masterpiece in the making. Mm. No masterpiece is exactly the same. Some have warm hues and tones and they're just so comfortable to be around. And then others are stark and bold and blacks and grays and whites. And, you know, they know what they want and your way is not right because they've thought of a better way. And then you have the others that are the cool and vibrant colors. And when you look at this, I want you to think about God as the architect of your child. And he has a purpose and a calling and he's given them unique gifts strengths and talents that he wants them to use to fulfill his calling on their life it's not for you to say hey uh let's just make it this no children aren't paint by numbers you have a blank canvas and as a parent as you and i both know todd we have to consult the architect he has the guidebook i mean he has the plan and if you look at a paint Look at this. Some of the paint swaths are really big and bold. That's the character. That's the underlining foundation of what's going on within your child. But within masterpiece, you have to add detail, which requires different brushes. They have different purposes. Some children, they need a little more practice and training because they need that. Are we out of time? Nope, nope, nope. Okay. Um, and so when I always talk to parents, I just want them to remember, no two are the same. Mm. You've got to consult the architect. You want to use different colors because all those little colors, they're like the accent that goes in. It's, it's like you step back for a little bit. You've added this broad stroke and then you step back and you're like, hmm, uh, I think we got a little bit of lion going on. So let's go back in get some more paint. Let's cover it. Let's just add this. Let's add that. And that's the process mm. of creating a masterpiece. They're not our making, they're God's making. And the only way we can successfully do this, and I mean successfully in a broad sense of the word, because everybody decides to find success as obedience or going to college or straight A's or you know whatever they mm -hmm. want to define that as. I define that as are you in tune with what the Lord is telling you to do to teach and train your child in the way they should go? Mm. Because in the end, we want them to turn around and look back on this season of life and go, wow, wow. And then you're able to step back and go, but by God's grace, he took imperfect parents and imperfect kids. And he said, okay, now glorify the Lord and let's do school. And we're going to do life together all at the same time. It's an amazing thing that God does, mm. but in the end, God gets the glory and it's not really going back to your other question, Ben, then it's really not about look at me and look what I did. It's look what God did as mm. I just got up every morning and said, what's my assignment, God? Let's do this. I want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Their 4.0 version of the curriculum is better than ever, and you should go check it out over at teachingtextbooks.com. It includes a ton of new features, including animations, audio, grade dating, search features, and stickers. And it works on any device that has an internet browser, including computers, tablets, and smartphones. They have family plans and monthly options, so you should go over to teachingtextbooks.com for your free demo. Totally. Well, I don't think parenting's probably ever been easy. Um, obviously, even the first couple kids had some pretty major issues right off the bat. But, you know, in today's world, there is a lot going on. There's a lot in our culture that uh, is being bombarded and being pushed and taught. Um, 
I think that can be scary, obviously, to a lot of parents, uh, you know, right now, especially with social media and the Internet and everything that's been, you know, going on right now. What are some practical tips or advice you would give to those moms out there, you know, especially with teenagers, obviously? Um, First, social media isn't going away and it is a vehicle. It's a resource. It's neutral. It doesn't in and of itself, technology is just neutral. As you are raising your children, we need to remember two things. Aside from food and water, kids need to be, especially teens, they need affirmation and they need to be heard. There is space, when you brought up social media, it's it's why I became a social media enthusiast and ended up working for the largest social media um, marketing company in the world because social media has the ability to shape ideas and thoughts and policy. It has a way and an opportunity to be able to help our kids find a cause or a purpose that at a young age, not young age, okay, no, 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 no. At an age that is commensurate with their ability to shine an awareness on something. So for instance, like Ben, the Pug Society, your kids really love dogs and they love pugs. So they wanna tell all their friends about pugs and pug rescue and pug adoption and pug behavior and the list goes on. That is an an essential thing of raising kids is that we as mom and dads understand the world they're growing up in. It's very different. And Ben, to be honest with you, the world you grew up in is extremely different from what your, your younger siblings are growing up in. The pressure, the bullying, the number one research based answer of pressure is um, safety and bullying. There is bullying now happens on this and your kids don't even know it because those devices, there's all these hidden apps that parents don't even know about. They're anonymous. And not only are your kids being tracked, that's like a whole nother podcast. But Ben, what's happening is kids are so desperate for connection, especially after 2020. They feel cut off and isolated. If we enter our children's, our teens and tweens world, and we know what they're facing, what they're struggling with, what their fears are, what their hopes and dreams are, we can actually come alongside them and help them walk through this. Again, confidence and joy, because one, we're listening, and two, they feel heard. So three, they'll open up more, and the more you get to that spot. There's a place in a teenager's life that we call, it's that private spot that very, very, very few um, parents are invited into. But when that parent, when that teen opens that up and is very vulnerable, it's an opportunity for mom and dad to speak straight into their heart in a way that they hear. If we don't, if we're not careful, they'll close that door. And they is won't let what, us in. Is that what you mean when you talk about the, really a difference between controlling your teen versus guiding your teen? Um, how does that look? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you can push, drag, shove, threaten, ground to get compliance. But reality is we're after their heart because, Todd, what I say is, and I tell parents this all the time, imagine in five years, what do you want your family to look like? And they can grasp that. So if they're five, they're gonna be 10 in five years. And then 10, they're gonna be 15 and 15, they're gonna be in college or out of the house, maybe. If what you say matters, like what do you want? 
and I and, and listeners, you know, Todd could probably speak on this. If what you say matters to you when these kids at the tassels turned and you're no longer grading math papers, if what you say matters then, five years, 10 years, 15, it has to matter right now, like today, right now. So you have to parent with that in mind. Here's the three things that Tom and I wanted. We wanted our children to love the Lord, not have a religion that they had to adhere to. We wanted our children to have a relationship. We wanted our kids to want to be around us. We didn't want to like turn the tassel on them like, see ya, thanks for like the food, but we don't buy into anything you believe. So we wanted them to have a relationship with Tom and I when they didn't have to like go on vacation. And you've probably experienced that. Ben, you probably go out to the movies or do something with your folks and you pay your own way and you're dead. Um, <laughs> well, maybe we should work on that a little bit. Yeah, the paying we your argue. Own way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the third thing was that our kids, uh, that our sibling relationships would be close because yeah. when the chips are down, who's standing at the bedside when somebody's in the hospital or they've made a really bad decision and they need help. Who's there? It's the siblings. So I'm giving you my three. I don't know what yours are. Yours could be very different, but I'm just going to encourage you know why you're doing this. And on those hard days when attitudes rise and rebellion hits or frustration and tiredness or weariness or the fact that you just homeschooling isn't clicking right now, go back to that. And that will remind you and help you stay on course when you start to derail. And that's why I encourage parents, those rules you, you made, those limits and boundaries you established, don't be afraid to pivot and adjust. If it's a matter of safety, nah, sorry. So if you're taking the car, these are the rules. And I don't really care how you feel or what you're, what you're doing. This is what you're going to adhere to. When you pay your own insurance and you have your own car and you don't live in my house so you don't get sued, um, <laughs> then you're welcome to have at it. But this is the way that is. So if it's a matter of safety, and law, this is the way that it is. But the other things, they're open for conversation, which is why in the book talk, uh, Todd, I talk about uh, family meetings and how important those are. So this is not a question that I have, but kind of building off that. So obviously being in their world and understanding that, I assume, and maybe I'm wrong, but you, you know, in this day and age, you would not suggest necessarily just giving unbridled access to everything, you know, on the internet and, and whatnot. What is, so like, what is that balance between, you know, putting in real standards of like, no, I'm not going to allow you to do, you know, X amount of time or maybe this platform you can't do or whatever TikTok. it is. Exactly. Whatever that may be. Uh, yeah. What do you think a good is like, that balance? Is that okay to do that, Connie? Is that TikTok? okay to say? Or well, no, to it, like I set. Mean, or can a parent say, no, you can't do this, like TikTok or something that, that, that doesn't seem like any good thing comes out of? I mean, because I know some parents are afraid to say, oh, man, but I, I don't know. Am I, can I do that? <laughs> That's a yes. All right. So here's my take on that. Everybody has a personal conviction. I got involved in social media back like early on. I was one of those early onboarders. Facebook wasn't giving parents access, only only students with a student ID. But you all you smart, all of you homeschoolers are smart. We'll figure a way. So by the end of the day, I had a Facebook account and I hacked their system. Yes, the answer is this is my my encouragement be wise be discerning know your child if you've become a student of your child and you know where their weaknesses are let's say maybe they act before they think 
mm, then they're going to have to show some maturity and some sound judgment and some discernment. If you've got a compliant child who, when you say be off your thing at eight o'clock, they're off at 7.55, um, you have to be very discerning. But I've seen so many kids, uh, Ben and Todd, their parents said, no, 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 because we want to keep you safe and that stuff's bad and you might get abducted and you might get hacked and bad things will be said about you. Yes, all of that is true. However, if you wait till they're 18, they are exposed to this world that they can't even comprehend. And I find more of them get in trouble than if we walk with them and guide them like your question, instead of dragging and putting up all these rules, saying, hey, this is what we have and this is why we have it. Create a business, like what we're doing. This right here is is benefiting probably tens of thousands of people that are listening to you. They follow you, They're, they trust you. Well, we wanna teach our kids that same principle. You can have a voice, you can have an influence. And in this time, in this day and age, we do have to protect our children, but protecting them is equipping them to be able to step out into the world and know how to deal with it and know what can happen mm. so that they, when they see it, it's like, nah, this something is not right about this. Uh, but it takes a lot of discernment and there are no hard, fast rules on when your child is ready. So here's the motto. So write this down. Freedom is given when responsibility is handled properly. Freedom is given when responsibility is handled properly. If I give you the freedom and you abuse it, guess what? I'm so sorry. I would love to let you talk with your cousin. I would love to let you blah, blah, blah. But you know what? You haven't shown me that you can manage that freedom wisely and carefully in a way that honors the Lord. And until then, here's what we're going to do, sweetie. Or if it's a, if it's your son, you know, here's what we're going to do, sweetie. I still say sweetie. Um, <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you think about what's freedom. And to me, when you think, all right, mom, I'm strong enough. If such and such happens or I get sent something inappropriate or I try to maybe hide it from you instead of in the bedroom, I sneak under the bed sheets and the sheets are all illuminated and mom and dad thinks that, think that you're off or you've got some hidden app or you're at your cousin's house and you're playing around on their devices. If you can show me that you can be trusted and you can handle the responsibility, then we can give you more freedom. And the more that you show us, you can be wise and discerning, the more we're going to be able to give you. We want you to use this, uh, this to grow your business or, you know, whatever it is. Some kids, you know, Todd, your own kids, some kids could care less. I don't really care what somebody's having for lunch, but there mm -hmm. are other kids. Oh, what did you have? That looks so good. Please send me the recipe. The, the strangest, oh, I like how you curled your hair. What did you yeah. use? The, the, this is their world of community and conversation. Mm -hmm. And it can be, it can be innocent and it can be dangerous at the same time. So Ben, we do, we do have to be careful. Uh, but we, I, I think it's wise for parents to be discerning, but to give a little bit, to meet them where they are mm. and help them, help them learn how to walk through it. Well, as we kind of uh, draw this to a close and I could see how we could, we're going to have to do this again, Connie. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think there's something about the teenage years that, that you feel fearful. Um, how do parents move 
beyond the fearful part so that they can enjoy these years because these are just as fleeting maybe even more fleeting than the you know when they're than they're when they're little kids how do they yeah. do that yeah first identify where the fear is and then secondly is remember where's that fear coming from and that is not coming from the lord uh, god says that we are to, you know, we are not to live in fear. Um, he he clearly tells us that we are to starve that fear. So when the fear enters in, fear that our kids are going to fail, or they're going to get into trouble, or they're going to disappoint, or they're not going to measure up, or they're not going to get the grades, or endless, right? It's endless. We have to remember they're not our kids; they're God's kids. Hmm. And we have to remember that we cannot live in fear of rejection, that our kids will reject our instruction. Yes, in Revelation, kids will turn against their parents. We're seeing that now. I don't believe that has to be the case. There could be seasons of rebellion. There could be seasons where they just, nah, I don't, I don't buy that. You know, thanks so much, but that's just a great suggestion. <laughs> that's not really like how it's going to be until they realize, oh, no, that's really how it's going to be. Um, so you have to identify it. Is it fear of rejection? Is it fear of peer pressure? Ben, going back to your question about this pressure we feel to perform as a mom and dad, our identity can be caught up in, are, are our kids looking good? Are they obeying? Are they smart? Are they getting into college? Do they get straight A's? Blah, blah, blah. Um, did they win the national spelling bee? I don't know. I guess they still have that. But Todd, to be honest with you, it is such a matter of remembering God has asked you, no, wrong. God has commanded you to teach and train his children. That's mm -hmm. a 24-hour proposition because it's as you rise up and as you lay down. That's pretty much 24 hours a day. As you walk along the side, as you walk along the way, go for bike rides, go grocery shopping, whatever it is, it's a 24-hour training time. And every opportunity, and I know, you know, Ben, you probably heard this, um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you heard this. I think, Todd, we all use the same vernacular at one time or another, but, um, you know, this is a, a learning opportunity. <laughs> and my kids still repeat all our little isms, but <laughs> I know we have to close this up, but I'm going to encourage you to starve that fear and replace it with the truth of God's word. Mm -hmm. Starve that fear and go to God's word and ask him, how do you want me to parent and raise and educate this child? Because in five years, 10 years, 15 years old, 15 years from now, I want us to still be doing life together. I want them to do this. Mm. Hey, mom, when's Thanksgiving dinner? It's my favorite holiday. Right. When's Thanksgiving dinner? Not. Hey, sweetie, you are coming home for Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> right. Who wants yeah. to parent like that? Yeah. I want this. I want my kids to experience FOMO. That if we're all getting together, it's like, oh, no, I'm missing out. I don't want to miss out. I'm going to change my schedule. Hmm. And that's the vision. I want parent. I want to paint a picture of possibilities for parents, which is the purpose of the book. Your children are a masterpiece in the making. And if you give them a vision of what it can be, then your children will look to you for that, for that instruction. And they'll appreciate that you showed them in advance what life can look like when hmm. we are walking together. Well, I know that uh, all the moms listening are going to want to um, learn more. Um, how can they learn more about you and how can they get your book, Parenting Beyond the Rules? Well, you can find it at all major bookstores. So Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, Amazon, Christian Book Distributor. 
So you can find it there. It's also on audio. And I had the privilege of being able to narrate my book. Mm. And it's also on CD. I'm sure some people still pop those in, but I know we're busy, but those are where you can find the book. I also, and, and this, is not, this is a compliment to what you're doing, but I have a podcast called Equipped to Be. You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, like all the places, except TikTok. Except TikTok. And all right. That's, that's because I can't do, like, my kids would be mortified if I started doing that stuff. <laughs> well, Connie, thank you so much for helping us, you know, for maybe uh, relieving some of those fears, maybe giving a little guidance. And, you know, for the resource that you've produced, I pray, I pray, I hope that lots of uh, moms take advantage of it and they come over and check that out. Um, but we'll, we'll have to do this again. Yes. And Todd, thank you. And Ben, thank you for creating this wonderful community to support and homeschool, support homeschool dads and families because you're doing a great work, my friend. Uh, we're trying. Awesome. We're trying. Well, well I, I hope us. you're. There should be some kind of blessing, like may your rugs dry up <laughs> and the mold stay away. <laughs> yes, right. Well, I'm sitting in a yes. So thank you. Well, thanks thank for you. thanks for being on the show. Thanks for joining us for this week's show. If you enjoyed hearing from Connie and would like to hear more from her, make sure to go pick up her book, Parenting Beyond the Rules, Raising Teens with Confidence and Joy. We also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. Their newest version of their curriculum is incredible, and you should go check it out over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.